Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. I've been thinking about my childhood and thinking about the days in which I was raised. I grew up in a time when we mowed lawns and pulled weeds and stacked hay and helped neighbors with chores to be able to earn my own money. I went outside to play, ride bikes, run with friends, play hide and seek, or went swimming. We ate watermelon and drank tap water from a water hose outside. Who can taste that hot hose water right now? Anybody? Oh, what days. We watched Leave it to Beaver, Gilligan's Island, Looney Tunes, The Flintstones, Andy Griffith, I Love Lucy, and The Price is Right. Mom decided everything we watched or didn't watch. We had to tell our mom where we were going, who we were going with, and had to be home when the streetlights came on. You learn from your mom instead of disrespecting her and treating her as if she knew nothing. What she said was law, and you didn't question it, and you knew it. Many of us got in great shape back when us and our moms went running together. We would take off, and she would run behind us carrying a big switch. (laughs) I've been in many of those races, haven't you? So many of us have. We watched what we said around our elders because we knew better than to disrespect any grown-up. We held doors, carried groceries, and gave up our seat for an older person without being asked. We said, please, thank you, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, and no, sir. And the most amazing thing is that so many of us survived and became respecting, grateful, contributing adults. So many of us have great memories looking back, those who loved us and cared for us, especially our moms. I want you to take your Bibles and stand with me this morning. As we look in God's Word together at Proverbs 31, Proverbs chapter 31, I want us to read two verses here, because just like many of us were taught respect, a woman who respects the Lord commands respect. That's what God is saying. When she has a heart for God, she commands respect from others. Look with me here. Proverbs chapter 31, and let's read in verse number 30. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Thank you. You may be seated. The book of Proverbs here is a book of wisdom. Here we're reading today and being reminded as we rehearse this woman of wisdom, her virtue, her value. I think it's interesting that this book of wisdom concludes with this woman of wisdom. So much in life and even society rests upon virtuous women. The hand that rocks the cradle indeed rules the world Abraham Lincoln said, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Think about a mother's influence. The power of a mother upon 
the life of a child to influence him or her for good and for God. As we think about this, look with me here in Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 10. The Bible says, Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? I want you to write this down, if you will, this morning, because God wants all of our mothers here today to be virtuous, to be a virtuous woman. God wants you to be a virtuous woman by developing a heart for God, number one. The word heart is found 80 times here in Proverbs. Chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life the issues, the source, the boundaries, the confines, the context. At the heart of every matter is a matter of the heart indeed. And so the boundaries of a mother's heart is to be in line with the boundaries of God's heart, which we find in God's word. This is what I'm to do. This is the realm in which I'm to operate. These are the limits that God has given me, and I do not go beyond them by his help. The word virtue means moral purity, inward strength. A lot of times we think a virtuous woman is very weak and passive. We associate that with godliness, but the Bible uses the word strength multiple times in this passage to describe a woman of wisdom. I think it's amazing here. Inward strength. The Bible says here, notice in verse number 26, She openeth her mouth with what? Wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Verse 29. Many daughters have done what? Virtuously, but thou excellest them all. There's a lot of good women, he's saying, but you're so far and above because of your heart God, your strength of character, your strength of commitment to God and to your family. There's a strength there. I think it's amazing. The Bible says in verse 17, she girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. You see that? Verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing. There's a strength in a woman who has a heart for God. God wants you to be a virtuous woman by developing a genuine heart for the Lord. And out of that heart of strength and commitment will come a heart for others. Number two, God wants you to be a virtuous woman by respecting your husband. Notice here in verse 11 what we read. I think it's an amazing thing here. Verse 11 says, The heart of her husband doth what? Safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil, no lack of gain or substance. He's increasing in his gain in life by her prudent care over his resources. The heart of her husband, she respects him. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 33, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence, she respect, she regards her husband. She acknowledges his heart and his help, his provision and protection for her and their home. God wants a wise woman, 
a virtuous woman to understand the value and the power and the strength that comes from respecting your husband. We live in a day to where it's like, well, let's, let's hash it out, let's haggle it out, let's just go our separate ways and, and try to do our own thing and see how that works out. I want to tell you, if we're pulling two separate ways, we're never pulling together and we're never gaining ground. We're always losing ground. The Bible says, see to it. Purpose. Make up your mind. You're going to do what God has given you to do. Because the heart of her husband, if his heart is given to God, is given to her. He trusts in her. The Bible says in verse 12, she will do him what? Good and not evil all the days of her life. Are you doing right by God, moms? Are you doing right by the Lord? You say, well, how can I know if I am? Are you doing right by your husband? Are you doing right by your children? Is there a trust and a confidence there that's being reinforced and reassured or being in some way undermined and weakened? God wants you to be a virtuous woman by developing a heart for him, by respecting your husband, number three, by using your hands to help and to heal. I want you to think about this. Using your hands. The the phrase here, it appears time and again. Her hands. There in verse number 13, she seeketh wool and flax, linen thread, and worketh willingly with her what? Her hands. Verse 16, she considereth the field and buyeth it with the fruit of her hands. She planteth a vineyard. Verse 19, she layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff, the weaving tools. She stretcheth out her what? Hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She's a resourceful woman serving God and serving others. She puts her heart behind her hands and she doesn't just talk about helping people. She actually helps people. She does what she does from her heart of love for God. The noted missionary Amy Carmichael said, do everything, anything, however menial, measuring it not by hours or by dollars, but by love. If you love God, you're going to serve others. You're going to use your hands to do what God has given. Look back in chapter number 22. I want you to see this. Proverbs chapter 22. Hold your place. We're coming right back. And notice what the Bible says here in verse 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is what? Old, he will not depart from it. This is a saying that God has given that is generally true. That if you will take your time to invest in the hearts and minds and lives of your children, that training will involve clearing the path, marking the path before them that is right and appropriate before the Lord so that they won't get tripped up. They won't get confused. They won't get in some way entangled with the cares or the teachings or the rudiments of this world. And so you take that time to clear their path. If we're not careful, we will cloud their mind. We will cloud their path. We'll do everything to try to trip them up and not even realize it. 
A mother's desire to protect her children must be given to God. It must be sanctified. If you're not careful, you'll protect them from things that they should really have impacting their lives, such as teachers that love God and love them or other authority figures. But then you will actually expose them to people and places and things that you should be protecting them from. You've got to clear the path, and sometimes that is practically speaking. You've got to roll up your sleeves and say, I'm going to go to work and make sure that there is a clear path here marked for my children. God wants you to be a virtuous woman by having a heart for him, by respecting your husband, by using your hands to help and to heal. Number four, by taking good care of your household. Your household. Here's another word here. It's talking about how she is not passive, but she's active. She's involved. I, I mean, while they're sleeping, she's working. She's up early in the morning. She's doing everything she can to take care of her household. The Bible says in verse number 21, she's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. Uh, that dye was very expensive in this day and was applied to wool and it was something of great quality and great resourcefulness that she worked and labored for. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. She was not a corner cutter. She was not a cheapskate. She was not the easy way out. No, she applied herself. She worked hard. She gave her best to her family. Are you giving your best to your family? Are you diligent? Or are you someone that is just caught up in the cares of this life and always down, discouraged, depressed, negative, going on murmuring about things? Or do you find a way to make the most of your opportunity and do the best with what God has given you? John Wesley said, I learned more about Christianity from my mother than from all the theologians in England. We want everyone else to teach our children. Are you teaching your children? You say, what do you mean? I'm teaching them the Bible. That's good. Are you living it out? Do they see Christ in you, your heart, your attitude, your faith, the way you treat your husband, their dad, the way you relate to them, the way you utilize what you have? I try to teach our children growing up about cleaning their room. How many of you know that can be a challenge? How many of you know that can also be a great war zone? That's the way they look sometimes, right, the bedrooms. And I said, the way you take care of your bedroom or not says everything about your heart attitude. Are you grateful for what you have? If you don't take care of it, it doesn't matter to you. You're not thankful for it. But the more grateful you are for something, the better care you will give to it. If you want to teach your children to be grateful, show them your gratitude by taking good care of them and what God has blessed you with. Don't spend your time talking about what all you don't have. Thank God for the things that you do have. Rejoice in the goodness of God. Make the most of it. Be resourceful. Your children will see in your heart one that is grateful and one that makes the most of the situation God has providentially allowed and placed you in. 
Notice this. Not only by taking care of your household, but by resting in the hope of reward. Number five, I want you to note this. The Bible says that in verse number 25, she shall rejoice in what? Read it out loud. In time to come. She looks at the future and smiles. God is going to bless my faith and faithfulness. That's what God's going to do. God's going to honor my heart for him and my efforts to serve my family and others. Two houses were built, one on the rock and one on the sand. The difference was seen when the storm arose. The one fell, but the other was able to stand. What are you building your home on, your hopes on? Is it the transit sands of time or is it the solid rock of the promise of God's word? What is it? All that a mother must do must come from a heart that respects the Lord. A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be what? Praised. Give her of the fruit, the reward of her hands, verse 31. Let her own works praise her in the gates. Oh, think about this. There's a God in heaven who's been so good to us and so blessed our moms, has he not? He's been so faithful. And I'm so grateful that we have women in our church who have a heart of fear, reverence, respect, regard for the Lord. I want you to take your newsletter, and I want you to look at the, the poem that I've written there, and I want you to read it with me aloud. I wrote this in honor of my wife, Rebecca, the mother of our children, I wrote and published this little book, Crown Publications did back in 2006. And there's different poems and there's different thoughts here and truths from the Word of God. And I thought about it. And I thought what an appropriate thing for us to be reminded time and again about these mothers among us who have a heart for the Lord. A woman that feareth the Lord I want you to read it with me aloud if you have it there. It goes like this. A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Of her love, service, and sacrifice, we all stand amazed. A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be held in high esteem. We can never make it without her, a fitting tribute we deem. A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be respected. Her name, her honor, her person must always be protected. A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be thanked. She is a lady among women, very highly ranked. A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be treasured. Her depth of devotion and influence can never be measured. Ladies, it's so important that you develop and cultivate a heart for God, that you respect your husband and you demonstrate a heart of gratitude to God for him in working with him. You know, if you study that passage there, the Bible talks about 
how that he'll have no need of spoil. That's a military expression there. And, and the thought is she's like a warrior for God and for him and her family. Again, it's a picture of strength, not weakness. She is fighting alongside of him, not fighting him, but with him and for him and on behalf of that home. And see, the devil likes to turn that around. And he likes to try to cause us to be at odds and conflict with one another. But the Bible also says that her husband is known in the gates. You see the, the importance of this, tying all of this together here, that when it comes down to it, there's such an importance of a foundation of wisdom in her life and in her home because the home is the bulwark of what? Society. So as goes the home, so goes the nation. I'll tell you, it's so important that we say, hey, this is God's picture of a wise woman. It's not about perfection. It's about direction. I haven't arrived. No one has. No one has mastered everything that God has set, but this is what God says should be your, your goal. This is what God says should be your prayer, your heart's desire, that you actually have a heart that says, Lord, make me this kind of woman. Make me a virtuous woman. Make me a woman that fears you, that respects you, Lord, that has a true heart that is willing to do all that you've given me to do. That's what God wants us to see and what God wants us to embrace. Someone has said, motherhood is not for wimps. There's no painless way to care for a family and raise them for God. But an ounce of mother is worth a pound of clergy. There's so much moms can do in our homes for God. And it all comes out of a heart for the Lord. It all comes out of a desire to please him and to just simply do what's right. Gather yourself. The word of God is our compass. We use it to gather ourselves and to get our bearings. This is true north. You want to know where you are and how to get from where you are to where you need to go? Find what God's word says. For the entrance of thy words giveth light. If you'll walk in the light God gives you, he'll give you more light. Receive his word and say, God, help me to be a virtuous woman for your glory, for the good of my family. A dear friend went home to be with the Lord this week. He's probably a year or two younger than me. With Tim Hawkins, he's Tom Sexton's son-in-law. And I wept as I read his daughter's post about her, her dad's death, unexpected heart attack. He's with the Lord. Lived for the Lord for a long, long time. Pastored, played the piano, sung. And I thought about that. Lord, I don't know how much longer I have. I don't know what I'm going to face in this life. But I'll tell you, when I leave this world, I hope my children will be able to say, like that daughter said, my dad loved God and he loved us. Do you love God? Do you love your family? You can't help but love your family if you love God. But if you don't love your family as you should, you need to bring it all the way back full circle and say, Lord, show me where my heart is before you. Because I need to love you more, Lord. I need to develop a heart for you. Because many daughters have done virtuously. Many daughters have 
attempted to do what's right. Many of you have attempted for a long time to do what's right. Don't quit. Don't come up short and say, well, I'm tired of this. I'll never forget when my mother looked at me. I was 12 years old. She said, I've served everybody my whole life. I've done everything for everybody else. It's time I do something for me. I'm going to live my life and do what I want to do. Now, before she went home to be with the Lord, she wept and in tears of great bitter sorrow, she apologized to me and to my siblings. And she asked me, she said, Tim, I know you're a preacher. She said, I want you to tell people everywhere they're going through a hard time. Don't walk away from the Lord. Don't walk away from your family. In the moment, you'll think that's what you needed to do. That was the best decision. She said, but I found it was exactly opposite. If you're having a hard time with your family today, this is not the time to despair and give up and say, no one cares for me, I'm going to have to care for me. No one's looking out for me, I'm going to have to look out for me. This is not the time to do that. This is the time to humble yourself and say, God, help me have a heart for you because I want you to govern my decisions, what I do right now, how I respond to this situation. God, please help me to do what's right. I'm going to tell you, a true heart for God is where all of this is rooted. It's where all of this comes out. Lord, I respect you. Lord, I've got to meet you with this one day. Lord, help me to humble myself and do what's right. And we all have erred, but it comes to a point to where we say, Lord, I'm not going to keep erring. By your help, I'm going to humble myself and repent and make this thing right. I want to do what's right going forward. Aren't you glad that God allows fresh starts? New beginnings. God allows you to start over again. You say, well, I've made such a mess. You know what? That's what Calvary's all about. Calvary was such a mess in that regard with all the beating, all the bloodshed, all the agony. Calvary is what cleans up your mess and mine. And who among us has not made a mess in some area of life? Isn't that right? Don't keep making it. As long as there's life, there's what? There's hope. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Trust the Lord for his grace. Ask him for wisdom. If you will humble yourself, there's a God in heaven who will help you. You say, but I've been hurt, I've been offended, I've been alienated. I'm not excusing any pain that you're carrying. But I will tell you what, the world does not have the refuge that you're looking for. You don't need someone or something of this world to help you. You need the Lord to help you. And the Lord will help you if you'll let him turn to the Lord. Ask God to help you to humble yourself fully before him because out of that, out of the heart, your heart, are the issues of life. There's a point there where you say, by the grace of God, I'm not going to do that to the Lord. I'm not going to do that to my husband. I'm not going to do that to my children. I'm not going to do wrong by them because I've got to meet God with this. I have a true fear of God, a respect and reverence for the Lord. And a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be what? Praised. 
May God help us to see the correlation there. The fidelity, the faithfulness to God and to each other. Because the Bible gives us a great promise. You have a hope, dear lady. Mother, you're trying to do what's right. You're bearing up under. You're trusting God to help you. God is not only with you, but God is helping you. And God will. It'll be worth it when you look back. You see, right now you're looking at the future by faith and smiling. But it'd be wonderful to look back one day with that same smile and just say, Lord, you were with me each step of the way. I see your hand at every juncture. Oh, how faithful you've been. Dear moms, will you be faithful to the God who is faithful to you? Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.